the consequences of not thinking big are that you could be more surprised by the future. The future could sneak up on you and you're like, oh gosh, all this stuff just changed overnight, didn't it? Welcome to episode five of season five of Habits Matter. I'm your host, Shreyasi Singh, founder and CEO of Harappa Education. We're an online learning institution and our mission is to help you thrive at work. Think big is the maxim of entrepreneurial culture. It's a spiffy, well-meaning, but difficult to decode advice that is passed around in management literature or startup lingo. Misunderstood as it is, it's relevant for all of us. When we are working on projects, chasing organizational goals, or even planning our lives, it's easy to get lost in the daily grind of tasks and routine. Often, that can lead us to risk losing sight of the big picture. In this episode, meet a strategist whose job is to think big and a learning leader in charge of organizational strategy as they break down big picture thinking. Or just really the idea of grasping possibilities beyond your immediate sphere of control. Also, learn a handy framework to practice big picture thinking and find out how a campaign from your favorite fast food brand knocked it out of the park. All because the folks behind it dared to think big. Hi, my name is Mark Pollard. I'm the author of a book called Strategy Is Your Words. I do brand and advertising strategy for clients around the world. And I also host a strategy community called Sweathead. Big picture thinking is thinking about existence. Why do I exist? Why does my company exist? If you have clients and if you work in a similar field as me, such as advertising, how can I help their brands and their products exist in the world. So it's really getting out of the minutiae of day-to-day and working out why you or some structure exists so that you can then come back to the minutiae and work out what minutiae most makes sense to achieve the big picture existential goal or how to answer that question. Imagine having an aerial view of a city before coming back down and winding your way through its buildings and alleys. That's big picture thinking. It's zooming out from the details to stay in sync with the why before zooming in to the tiny steps that lead to the goal. This lets you keep an eye on the eventual objective or the larger vision without getting lost in the details. Papi Banerjee is a co-founder of Uncube, a future of work consulting firm. A career HR and strategy person, she's had successful stints in Airtel, Edelweiss, and HCL. Big picture thinkers to her are... They emphasize on the system in which they are operating, such as they would look at various stakeholders, customers, employers, investors, and also community. They also look at their competitors, right? When you are thinking of a big picture, you are also aware of the factors that are going to impact your business or your life. So you will look at micro and macroeconomic factors. You will look at uh, the socio-political things that are happening around. You will be looking at the technology changes. So what happens when we don't think big? Have you witnessed a soccer match which has all the players running a lot? 
lots of passes happening and incredible amount of energy in the field but there are no goals or goal attempts in an organizational context here's what this could look like there's no direction outcomes aren't thought through the team doesn't feel aligned to a larger purpose beyond their everyday responsibilities Papia takes an example from 2020 as the pandemic hit. She was at Airtel then and the company had to rethink its employee engagement strategy like all other companies. She says Airtel missed the big picture when trying to engage employees who were already stressed and burnt out. Everybody started rolling out different communication and engagement practices. At some point of time we just were not taking into consideration that employees are already overworked and these engagement initiatives are actually a burden rather than you know really something that they are looking forward to in two months time we started getting employee feedback saying can you give us some time that is what we need for engagement the first step to thinking big is removing the assumptions we make about a problem or challenging the first principles In this case the organization assumed that it knew what its employees wanted perhaps a better starting point would have been to have a conversation with the employees directly this would have challenged the first principles of the problem they were trying to solve and help them come up with a more effective engagement strategy removing assumptions can open your mind to new possibilities mark tells us more one of the things that I worked on years ago at an agency called Leo Burnett in Sydney it was for McDonald's and the idea that we came up with was to get Australia to name a new hamburger why wouldn't we do it really maybe obvious idea now hadn't been done back then we're talking 2006 2007 youtube was barely a glint in the eye of the internet and it ended up being their most successful promotion so that is an example on a campaign a very specific campaign level of bigger thinking maybe big picture thinking but it starts with challenging the assumptions and the principles or the first principles really about how we go about things to practice big picture thinking mark uses what he calls the 3p framework the first p of this framework is the first principles or assumptions we just discussed to think big always challenge your first principles and encourage your team to do the same. The second P is the problem itself. Have you defined what you're trying to solve? Are you balancing facts with intuition? Are you reinventing the wheel? And is it possible there's a much simpler solution that you're missing? The third P is purpose, which is making and finding meaning. This can help you with big picture thinking in all realms of life. This is a book that's very well read. It's a book by uh, a writer and psychologist called Viktor Frankl. The book is called Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl was a prisoner in multiple concentration camps in Germany. Was a psychologist before he entered them and then he ended up writing this little I think it's like 150 to 200 page book about his observations there. What I personally took out of it whether this is correct or not is not the point. But with a strong sense of meaning you can make it to the next day and maybe to the next year at work asking the right questions can help you make meaning and bring you closer to a shared sense of purpose 
which is crucial to stay motivated and invested in any situation. The stronger the purpose, the more connected you feel to the big picture. What am I doing here? Why do I need to do that? Boss or school teacher, why are you telling me to do that? What's all that about? And it can actually come across as quite rebellious when you're young. Uh, maybe a little bit of sarcasm <laughs> develops as well because you're challenging things as they are. And you're trying to get into the context of why those things are so that you can attach yourself to a deeper sense of meaning and that when you go and execute the little things that need to be done, that you have a greater sense of urgency, greater sense of that meaning to make sure that you're doing them in the correct way because otherwise you're just robotic. Let's say you're in charge of devising a back-to-office plan as the world slowly recovers from the pandemic. How would you use the three Ps to do it? The first step would be to challenge your first principles. Do you have any assumptions about how people work best? Maybe you think remote work is revolutionary. Maybe you think it's a nightmare. In either case, you can conduct a survey to challenge your assumptions. This may give you a more objective insight into employee productivity and preferences. Next, are you making any assumptions about the pandemic itself? You will agree with me there was complete absence of forecasting, planning, organizing at a system level, which resulted in a pandemic that took the worst course and become the biggest casualty in the last 100 years. The absence of planning happened in part because everyone assumed the pandemic was over. So to reiterate, always challenge your first principles. The next step is to understand the problem. Are you bringing people to office to boost collaboration or to prevent employee attrition? What are the pain points to address before calling people back? For example, how can you incentivize universal vaccination? Will a hybrid model solve your problem? Finally, align your plan to a larger purpose. When you have clarity on the why, creating solutions becomes so much easier. Whenever we have the COVID wave going little, little soft on us, there are there is a murmur or a buzz in the industry that now back to office, back to office needs to start in. But I don't think that we as industry and most of us are looking at that this is going to be a not a very few months phenomenon. This is going to be a few at least a few years phenomenon, and hybrid is a reality now. So giving space and time to plan for that hybrid, plan for what kind of ways of working will be emerging, what kind of a culture that we require to have, what kind of a structure that we need to build in the organization is something that I would say that organizations have to start looking at uh, when we are talking about big picture thinking. Big picture thinking can also mean to approach the problems from a unique lens. How do you think differently and do things uniquely? Can you apply this lens to an old problem and create something the world hasn't seen before? Love them or hate them, McDonald's Piri Piri Fries were born because someone thought about customizing flavors on the menu to the local palate. Back when nobody used YouTube as a tutoring tool, Sal Khan used it to teach his cousins math, an exercise that would later go viral to become the Khan Academy. And Netflix was a DVD rental store that evolved into a streaming service over time, almost solely because of big picture thinkers. To cultivate this lens for big picture thinking in everyday life, 
Mark talks about building a personal operating system. And it really is a long-term on and off approach to listening to yourself and to documenting yourself. I think that's where what really needs to happen. You need to listen to yourself and document yourself and listen to yourself when you don't even like what's happening in your head or coming out of your mouth, documenting it. And then using what you've heard and what you've documented to create a kind of operating system. And that operating system, it could be five sentences. It could be a word. But those five sentences or that one word, they're an operating system because you're going to let them operate you to achieve something that you are clear about. You've got this operating system on half a page or a page and it animates you, it gets you to act. The point is action. does not have to be intellectual. Very useful to compassionately think about people you want to serve, even if you're building a business around them. And if the big picture still looks blurry, write. The more you write, the more bits you'll have to go to. These bits, stand-up comedians talk about having having bits so that, you know, if they're in a situation and wanted to tell a joke and a certain word popped up in the conversation, they're like, fine, I'll tell you my joke. They've got a bit that they could shove into the word pigeon. But in practicing writing, we practice how to think to ourselves with ourselves, right? And we tighten up how we express things and we'll see certain patterns. That's really, really important. Whatever you're into, write. With that, we've come to the end of the season five finale. We discuss what big picture thinking means, hopefully making it less abstract and how quickly things can go wrong when we don't think big. With the 3P framework, we gave you a useful tool to think big by facing your principles, the problem, and the purpose. We found that challenging assumptions frees our minds and brings us closer to greatness. Finally, we urge you to apply your weird perspective to all problems because the world needs you and to write, write, and keep writing. Thank you so much for staying with us right till the end. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media channels. We're always up to something, so keep an eye out. Habits Matter is a show brought to you by Harappa Education. This episode was produced by Nitin Shamsuddin, mixed by Madhvan Bhattacharji, and managed and scripted by Soumya Bahubuna under the editorial direction of Seema Chaudhary. Follow Habits Matter on Instagram at habits.matter.